What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. EaseWellness.com for the CBD. Ease.com. And as always, the promo code's ham. Yep, guy. And it's it's a hell of a deal. You get $20 off your first purchase. Over $50. Free delivery. Did you get your eyeballs on Nick Bosa? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I, I, I was more... I was more amazed by our guy, who we were we always knew was going to be a stud, Eric Armstead. Oh yeah, I did. I did uh, not love that pick. No, I didn't like the pick either, and I I even hated the fifth year option even more. But the one thing that is a, I mean, it's eye opening guy out there, and I it didn't even hit me until the day before I went to practice. I'm just doing a little reading. You realize keeping up with the NFL, man, and you know just doing football games. There are so many goddamn players. I mean, just college football, NFL, it's it's really hard to keep up with the league. Just every little storyline at every position, just with these two teams in our backyard, let alone the entire league. Like, just, I've tried to stay pretty focused on the two divisions. It's just difficult, you know? There's <laughs> a lot of shit going on. But Barrows had a good Q&A with Robert Sala. Like, he sat down with them. Yeah. Quote-unquote exclusive. And the one guy he brought up, he's like, last year, because of some injuries and Solomon was struggling or whatever, we just put Eric Armstead inside, and we were blown away. And you watch him at practice, because the problem is, and here's a theory of mine, I can put you at defensive end. If you're not a super high, like if you're not JJ wired like J.J. Watt or Cleo Mack, where you're just playing your balls off, you can loaf a little bit. Because it's not super physical, where you can just kind of run into the guy and kind of play patty cake. And that was kind of Eric Armstead's problem. But when you're inside, like what Buckner hangs his hat on being super high motor guy and playing hard. Well, when you're that tall, you can't really fuck around inside and loaf. You'll get destroyed just because you get double teamed. So you kind of got to play hard. And I think you just put this guy inside and kind of force him to play hard. And that's where his God-given gifts that Trent Baalke drafted him so high for that guy. I mean, he was destroying now – the 49ers don't have probably the greatest interior offensive line, but he was just, he was killing people just because he's huge. I mean, he, if you just swap, swap numbers and you and me were standing there, 
if we couldn't see their faces, if they were, you know, 30 feet away, we wouldn't know the difference of the two guys because they look identical just standing there. Yeah, right? they are, when you see them at practice, and they're significantly bigger than everybody else, when you get your eyes on them just, like, up close, ground level, it's it's pretty incredible. But I also think, like, it's not just the Niners. If you if you brought, like, Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack into the unit and they just stood right next to him and you didn't know who anyone was, they dramatically stand out. I mean, they are enormous players. It's like having probably Shaq on your basketball mm-hmm. team, right? They just... Now, one guy had lived up to it. And the other guy, let's just call it what it is. If you had to use one word to describe Eric Armstead's forty, you know, career so far. Underachievement? Uh, underachievement. Again, I didn't... I think it's been more solid than I thought it was going to be. Like, I didn't think we'd be at this point looking at him like, oh, this this actually could really work out for them in the end. So... Well, I'm with you. I, I thought there's, there's zero chance that he would ever be this good. I, I thought two years ago there'd be zero chance he'd still be on the team. Right. But, guy, I don't think he's just still on the team. I think he's going to play a prominent role. And what if they just kind of like him and he fits and they, their defensive line's awesome? Could they resign him? Yeah. Now, the thing is, a guy like that. Maybe he gets paid. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to have a number. Like, I, I already see it. If this guy has, you know, a seven, eight sack season and he's just a force, former first round pick that turned around his life and you know, not his life, but his career, he's a guy that people would pay on. There's just not many players every year on the open market, right? Especially defensive linemen. And he's young still. He's just so physically gifted. Uh, yeah, you can already just see where it's headed if it goes well. Hell, even if he's just okay, people, there's going to be interest on him. Their defensive line group guy is. He's pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, that's Just, the, the argument to make is like, let's say Solomon Thomas is solid. Bosa is Bosa. I just mean in terms of what his money is going to potentially be. You've got DeForest. You go, we just can't afford to spend. We got. We just need more depth at other spots. We just can't afford to give Eric Armstead, the, I don't know, you want to say star money, but big time money. I could, I mean. Yeah, I mean, it'd be one of, you're but not, they would get, you But can't. you know what? Like, that's where Robert Sala... And I know he mentioned, I'm not sure how to say the new defensive line coach's name. It starts with a K. Um, it's like K-O-U. I don't know if you know how to say his name. I just, I've been reading it. I haven't heard it. Um, say that again? K-O-C-U-R-E-K, the new D-line coach of the Niners. Oh, like Kushn, yeah. But that's where, like, they, that's where these guys, that's where you get a lot of credit, right? For Like, if Solomon Thomas, put it this way, like, if Solomon Thomas has a good year and Ar- Eric Armstead becomes a legit free agent, all of a sudden... And let's say DeForest has, you know, DeForest has become DeForest. Not a top 100 player. We'll talk about that. And let's say Bosa is a hit. Then you take a step back and go, okay, now now all of a sudden you really trust these guys. When it, Let's just talk about D-linemen. You really trust them when it comes to D-linemen. Well, think about this. They, when they hired this guy before even free agency happened, they knew with the number two overall pick they were probably going to take a sweet defensive lineman. But they already had three first-round picks on their D-line. And two of them look like Greek gods and then Solomon Thomas. So anytime you invest a lot of money, probably in any business, right, you, for the most part, some you just, if you have, if you're like Walmart or something, you can cut the cost and just whatever, move on. But the majority of businesses are going to do whatever they can once they've invested a lot to make, to at least exhaust every avenue to make it work. And it was kind of lucky this guy was available he is Jim Washburn, the wide nine. 
this is his protege. Like, this is literally his guy. He went with him to Detroit. He is the younger version. Jim was crazier. Like, Jim, you could hear from a mile away. This guy's somewhat similar. He's really loud. Uh, but this shit works. I mean, it, it really does. It has some flaws, but it creates just the the warp speed of these defensive linemen. Because there's no, like, the Chip Kelly, they love, like, two-gap. You got a two-gap. Fucking, I hate two-gapping. You're basically just off the snap, standing up. I want to get up field and chase the quarterback. There's a reason that guy makes $30 million. If we get gashed a little bit in the run game, it's on my safeties and linebackers to make some tackles. I want my defensive lineman sacking the quarterback. I think the 49ers realize that because I, the blueprint is simple, guy. The game has dramatically changed. It's, it's, it's been a quarterback league now for 20-plus years and definitely the last 10 years as the rules have changed. Defensive linemen are always at a premium. But as you've seen today, like wide receivers now, the running back values falling off a cliff. Wide receivers are being treated if it's if it's quarterbacks, D linemen. When you say wide receivers are kind of, I mean they're coming. You got a lot more guys about to get paid too, right? So because it, it's a passing league. So if it's a passing league, what's the number one thing you got to do on defense? I got to rush the passer because I'd rather be able to rush the passer than cover. I, I think the next position to get screwed a little bit, guy, are corners. I don't know if I'd pay corners $15 million a year because they're going to get beat probably no matter what, and the rules makes it really hard. But if I got Eric Armstead, he can be as physical as he wants. Well, He can toss people around. Yeah, also, I, I don't. when I hear you say that, I what like I— like that Billy Bean new philosophy that I've gotten. When I hear yeah, you say that, what I think is— doing. What I think is I don't turn on the TV and see two wideouts, just a wide receiver to each side, and two cornerbacks, right? So, like, it used to be that one shutdown corner was like— at taking worst, a third. Yeah, at best, taking away half the field. At worst, taking away a third of the real receiving options. Well, now, well, there's five guys out there that are going to catch the football. So what? So my shutdown corner. There's still four of the guys I got to cover. See, that, guy, we are breaking down this philosophy. The game has dramatically changed. Think about last year, the Chiefs, who were horrendous on defense. Again, in theory, they actually led the league in sacks. And what did it, did Andy go out and? He, you know, pay top dollar or trade his first-round pick for Patrick Peterson? No. No, he traded he Marcus swapped. Peters away. He got rid of Marcus Peters, and then he traded D. Ford, and what did he do? He replaced it with, in his mind, a better defensive lineman in Frank Clark. Now, I, here's the difference. I do think safeties are more valuable now than corners because your safety, he has to do two things. He's got to protect the run, check, you know, cover the running backs and tight ends. He's got to cover multiple positions. Like, like you said, the corners... And you're just going to get beat. Like, you just, whatever. I, I, I'd i rather have my average corner cost be about three or four million. Right, you'd say, my average, you'd rather have like four guys that are sevens than one guy that's a ten and some other guys that are fives. I'd rather have five sixes. If I had five corners dressing on game day, or four, five sixes, or four sixes, and my defensive lineman a couple tens and then a couple sixes. Right. And maybe even just a four. Because I can put the four with a 10, and I still got 14. Where the corner, if I got a 10 and a two, I'm only a 12. And I think sometimes when you're watching NFL games on Sunday, the one position that can stand out where this guy might be a two out of 10, it feels like corner, where the guy is just awful, right? He just, he looks lost. If you put him off coverage, he just gives up a ton of coverage. If he's, if he's pressing, he still gives up contested balls. You're like, this guy's just a zero. And I, and I think Andy had a bunch of zeros last year, and he was an offsides away from making the tra- uh, Super Bowl. Think about that. Yeah, Th- Their corners couldn't have been any worse last year, 
and they were D Ford fucking up from being in the Super Bowl. So my, my philosophy of I actually would value running backs a little more than corners. How about that? A good one. Uh yeah. Cause I also think you can get for cheap. Yeah, if you can catch. Like well you if the Le'Veon Bell equivalent, let's say was named uh let's say a guy had sat out last year, Le'Veon Bell and Jalen Ramsey had both sat out. Well, when they both came back in the league, I could get my hands on Le'Veon Bell for $27 million guaranteed. If Jalen Ramsey had sat out the franchise tag and came back into the year, what's his number? $55, 60000000 Yeah. So just think about just the cost difference. Hey, there's, but there's but yeah, but, but, you're, but the reason, but what's the catch-22 there is the reason you would value the running back more is not the style necessarily, it's the it's the cost difference. And the reason the cost is different is because people are valuing them less. Like part of the reason yeah, you're saying my, you value my point is I can get that player and he's really sweet and he's a pro bowl level guy. And then I can use that extra 30 million to get like three or four. Well, more no, players. I understand. I'm more. just saying like the difference between the conversation about corners and D linemen. And this is that part of the reason you're valuing the running back is because they've gotten cheaper. Yeah. I mean, but I think we're going to see a little dip in corners. Because I don't know if I was a team, and even if I drafted the guy, one, I don't think I'd draft a guy high anymore. Two, I, I don't know if I'm breaking the bank. Because they used to get, like them and wide receivers would both get, you know. Like Jalen Ramsey thinks he's going to get Odell Beckham like $70 million guaranteed. I, I'm not, there's, I, I would be more inclined to give Zeke $45 million guaranteed than give Jalen Ramsey 70 I guess is my point. Now, I, I get there's context to it. But I, I don't think I could pay a top flight corner what he quote unquote is worth. You follow me there? Mm-hmm. Just because, like, yeah, I gotta I gotta pay a lot for Mac and Donald. But what they do is so important. What Jalen Ramsey does is being proven around the league. Someone sent me because I kind of went on this rant on three and out. Sent me like a screenshot of the like three of the lowest seven pass defenses last year were the Chiefs. Were the Saints, were the Rams, like just in terms of coverage and yards per attempt, like even the Patriots were, I think, 22nd in the league. Back in the day, you know, a good coverage unit was important because you could really fuck with wide receivers physically. I just don't think you're allowed to do that. Well, I'd be fascinated to, if Seattle in their prime, 2013 or 12, was put right now, I think they would struggle because they would get so angry. Because they'd get called for pass interferences, for defensive holding. Camp Chancellor would get tossed out of games. It, it, it would be hard for them to play. Now, they're all so talented, they'd figure it out a little bit. But part of figuring it out would not be able to do what they did really well. You just have to pull back, right? Camp yeah, Chancellor I mean, would not be allowed to just decapitate. Right. Even Richard. I mean, he, he was allowed to mug people down the field. He's not as much anymore. But he's skilled. I mean, he's still really good. And that but team he, could still chase the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, they, they were the ultimate combo of every unit was good. So was the Denver defense, you know, three or four mm-hmm. years ago. Now, again, if I could, I, I would, like the Bears, they're good. They have good corners. They have really good linebackers, and they have a dominant front. Like, I, I, I'm not anti-good defense. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just, Like, at the end of the day, Richard, even if he couldn't grab and hold you, was still very tall, very long for... A receiver. I mean, for a, a DB. 
And he's a former wide receiver, so he's got these unreal just ball skills of shooting his hands right. up. But I think the, like last year, the Bears played the Eagles, and the difference in the game was, now, I mean, one of the questions is Mitch, but the Eagles' corners were viewed as the one of the worst in the league. I mean, they were terrible. Because Sidney Jones didn't quite come back from the knee. Ronald Darby was just, ugh. They had, McLeod had gotten hurt through safety. Their defensive backs were awful. And they won a playoff game against a team that, on paper, you'd say, well, the Bears are going to win this game. It's at home. Their team's better. And they lost. So, just breaking down uh, trends here, guy. I, I like Try to be ahead of the curve. Write a, write the, you're going to write the forge of Doug Farrar's next book at this pace. <laughs> I agree. Uh, let's talk about the top 100. Specifically, DeForest Buckner, not on that list. Uh, I Actually, I think only the they're still the top 10. But no Raiders made the list, so maybe DeFore did, did the top ten come out yet? I don't think so. Uh, no, but they listed the names. Oh, okay. I think a, Ra- I, I, a Raider didn't make the list. You say? I, I'm scrolling through eleven through one hundred. I don't see who would it be. Well, is Antonio Brown's got to be in the top ten, right? <laughs> yeah, that's who it would be. You're right. So I don't have the top ten. That's why I don't see his name. I yeah, I think they released the top ten. You're like Rogers, Brown, Julio, whatever, Donald, Mack. They just haven't given the list. I okay. Think I've like not seen that list, but I shouldn't need to see that list to know that Antonio Brown would be on the list. Kind of forgot about him as a Raider. Uh, no, I didn't. Um, okay. Not on the top 100 to Forrest Buckner. But, but in fairness, like, he did not make the list as a Raider. We don't know if he's going to, you know, we'll see. I just, I, I just, like, snapped the list up real quick and was just looking for the name Raiders. And that's why I, I didn't actually activate my brain on that one. Uh, George. I think. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 